when I saw the dwarves, I couldn't help but thinking like, JJ belongs there with his beard. He just needs it to be like five <laughs> feet longer because JJ loves he's him drinking beer, big beard. Like, yeah, I don't know. Good work. I can see it. Welcome to the What's Over the Podcast, where we fashion ourselves television judge and jury. My name is JJ Crowder. I'm here with my co-host, Matt Snyder. Better red than dead. And Alfred. Let's get it. We appreciate you tuning in. As always, go hit that. Go ahead and hit that like, subscribe, follow button. Hit the bell notification if you're on YouTube. All those fun buttons let you keep up with what we're doing. Um, those of you that are live watching, we're going to do two episodes. So there will be a cut. I'll let you know when it comes. But um, yeah. we're going to jump in with... Uh, the Lord of the Rings, the Rings of Power. Oh, yeah. Um, so, yeah, let's just jump right in, guys. I'm not going to lie. I don't have a lot to say about this because I don't know how I feel about it quite yet. Um, Why I is that, JJ? Visual- well, because because hmm. they screwed it up, Matson. Yeah, there's Did some they? stuff I don't love. Uh, everything that they're doing with Galadriel bothers me. Um, because it's way off canon, you know, and I understand like we're dealing with characters that don't have a lot of canon, unfortunately, because Tolkien passed away before Mm -hmm. he was able to complete a lot of his, his further books, but there's enough information to understand the nature of Galadriel and some of the stories. Now they don't have the rights to some of the actual told stories because they don't have the rights. My understanding is they don't have the rights to the unfinished tales or the Salmarillion. So those are two books that have, while still not a lot of detail, have some of the more concrete stories that that involved Galadriel, at least getting to Middle Earth and setting up Lorien and and being, you know, getting a hold of meeting Celeborn and, and all of that fun stuff. But this whole basically episode one and two for Galadriel is revenge porn. <laughs> I, I mean, that's really what it is. Her brother dies, which, I mean, is canon, but in the in the books, in the notes that you can read, and she's sad, but she doesn't care. Like, she she's there for power. Like, she wants to rule. I was telling Alec oh. earlier, like, that's what she is. She's not this white hat, super good character. Like, she wants to be powerful she wants to be a queen was that that's why, why she, she struggles with the ring the it an actual lord of the rings yeah that's why she's tempted by the ring and has that's her big challenge to decide she no longer needs to be on middle earth and she can you know retreat to the west and go back to valinor at that point so she is a very different character than what they're portraying now i understand she's the name right that everybody wants to see from the original trilogy at this time frame is Galadriel, um, Elrond, these characters that they know from the original trilogy. But unfortunately, they're not the most interesting characters at this time. They're just mm. not. And so I get why they did it, but you, they changed so much. And I just don't love her story. And because her story is at the forefront and is the one that they lead with and they've told the most of in these first two episodes, it has put this dark shadow no pun intended over the rest of what's going on which to be honest i'm a fan of a little bit of it like i love like we were talking what's his name again alec uh arlid arlid the character that here's the funny part the characters that are made up for this show 
that aren't part of actual canon are the best parts so far. The the human and the elf from the Southern lands, the guy that Galadriel runs into in episode two on the boat, he's made up. I like him. He's intriguing. Um, but the characters that are named outside of the Durin, it was cool to see Durin and his father. Like that was pretty cool. So Papa Delos. That's right. When I saw the dwarves, I couldn't help but thinking like JJ belongs there with his beard. He just needs it to be like five <laughs> feet longer because JJ loves he's him drinking beer, big beard. Like, yeah, I don't know. Could work. I could see it. I used to have a beard that was all right, pretty all right. far down there. I I just have to talk about that subject for a second. It was cool to see. Is was that the Mines of Moria that we saw? That's what I thought. I was like, I told Tay, I was like, this is what it would have been if in the first Lord of the Rings, if they had shown up and they were still around doing their thing and didn't get wiped out by a bunch of orcs. Uh, so it was it was really cool to see it. I, I thought it was super cool to see they how they they had that big pain of that mirror moved it around to grow crops and just the fascination of that uh, that civilization there and the personal grudge Dorn held against uh, Elrond. Like I was like, yeah, like. 20 year grudge like hold on to that shiz that was great uh, that was probably my favorite part of the first two episodes is I really felt just involved there and a part of it and uh, that felt really Lord of the Rings to me and they really had some good humor elements there um, and some character progression that I, I quite liked in that part it was cool to see that I just loved to see what it looked like before it was destroyed yeah and I love the fact that like there were hints of what you saw in like, cause you didn't get to see much in the movies in the mm-hmm. Lord of the Rings. Like there's a pretty cool description of it in the books when you're reading them. But even then it's, it's black as night. They only have their torches and, and, and uh, Gandalf's little staff that are lighting the way. And, mm-hmm. but you can hear like, see the, the carvings and the vast caverns and these halls that they had. So to be able to see that with the fact that they've got this flowers and the bushes and the greenery and all that stuff in it was really dope. Like I, the Casa Doom part, Casa Doom was the best part. Like, so cool. And then the little hint at the end of the episode that showed that they've they've come upon the oh my god, my mind just went blank. The metal, the mithril. Yeah, oh, was that what they were? Because when they were talking about singing to the metal and stuff, I was like, they it must it's not a. I was like, it's not the ring yet. The rings that they were made and such. And I was, so it's mithril then. Yeah, so that's what because that's really eventually what takes down Cause of Doom is the fact that they dive too deep. So it was like this this uh, juxtaposition where Duren's wife was talking about she sings to the rocks and they they the cavern will tell them when to stop digging in order to mess things up. But what they do is they dig too deep and they open up a hole basically that allows the the balrog who's mm-hmm. not even the the biggest baddest balrog um but you see and that's mm, never mind okay i'm gonna stop there and finish this and then i'll tell you why i'm irritated by that sentence um but yeah they open up the balrog Durin's bane comes in and, and wrecks the joint so it's it's that greed for the mithril that causes cause doom to fall mm. so <laughs> yeah so speaking of villains we have this overarching villain of Sauron, right? Which is lazy to me because there are, we talk about Morgoth who was 
Sauron's yeah. boss. Who? Yeah, explain because I have never heard that name until I started. He watching is the this. big bad. The he's actual the biggest big bad. big bad. So he's the one that made it so the elves came to Middle Earth. There was a whole issue where the two trees, and they kind of gave it in some really weird exposition at the beginning of the first episode, showing the two trees like mm-hmm. that were the lifeblood of of Valinor, where they were. It was destroyed. Well, that was Morgoth, who was one of them. I mean. He lived there. He was just a dick. <laughs> and Oh, he was an elf? He was a Maiar. Yeah. There were more than just Valar. He there was were, Valar. Yeah. There were more than just elves that lived on Valinor. And so he's there, but they were all infinite beings. So everyone that lived on Valinor, infinite so beings. With Tolkien being like super Christian and such, like the Valinor sounds almost like the, the, the pre low. Like, I mean, I'm LDS. We call it the pre-mortal existence. I mean, you call it what you want. There's a, religions all have their own thing, but it sounds like the immortal beings that were in a place of peace and harmony, and then this dude just came and just effed it all up. Is what it sounds like. Pretty much it's accurate. Yeah, there, there's definitely <laughs> some there's tie-ins from that faith system and belief system. From well, for him. sure, for Tolkien. Sure. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, and for and sure, that's. Absolutely. Yeah, when you go back, there's all sorts of of religious overtones throughout all sure. of the stories, even in Samarillion and and the Unfinished Tales and so, the notes and stuff. So Morag, it did orcs exist or Morag created orcs? Morgoth. Morgoth. So uh, no, okay. you're good. Orcs are created from a, uh they're a cross of elves and yeah. goblins, and so they're created. They're not. They weren't a natural entity within so it was elves it was the valar which the elves are technically valar and then there were two others and I were, don't so were were goblins on valar as well they're How a did... middle earth product got it yeah so when they come across there's a banishment that's how some of these elves leave they they go to but there's so many better villains so morgoth i'm okay if you start at because you have to to get to the second age morgoth has to be defeated that's cool but you've got like there is because you remember the giant what was her name the giant spider in on yeah so but i was yeah the one in the lord of the rings trilogy oh shelob mm -hmm. shelob that takes down that they're fighting with she's like puny she's a little baby spider compared to ungoliant who's actually the one that destroyed the trees she poisoned the trees under she was an ally of morgoth and Hmm. Ungoliant was about to whoop Morgoth's ass at one point. And then this Balrog that's like the Balrog of all Balrogs. So the one that they faced in Casa Doom in the original trilogy in the trilogy is like again, like a baby Balrog. This dude's what? Yeah, dude. Seriously. And I don't remember the big Balrog's name. Gothmog. Uh-huh. Gothmog. Dude, this dude is no joke. And so I, I just feel like there's so many other and they're still alive in this time frame. I mean, it, it. and then there's dragons. I mean, there's so many things that they could be telling these stories. And I realize that they're missing some of the already told stories, but son of a bitch. But to make I don't, Sauron the guy is annoying. But I don't have a problem with like leading into Sauron, like his rise to power and who he was and what he became. Because so look at this way for me, like take Harry Potter, for instance, if they came out and said, hey, we're making a Harry Potter TV show about the rise of Voldemort and the backstory and how that happened and such, I'd be cool with that. And for me with Sauron, 
I'd love to know how he came to power. What did that look like? How did he get himself to be where he is to eventually fall? Me personally, I don't have a problem with that story because I'd love to see that story. If they told me that, but in process, there was all these other where he's maybe the overarching, but then they get into some of these other characters. You talk about JJ that where they can spin that into it. I don't have a problem with that. But again, that's me. Well, and I think that's what I'm kind of hinting at is I'm okay with like this overarching theme being Sauron's still out there because part of the reason that these other characters still had power is because the darkness of Sauron and Morgoth that's still on the Middle Earth. Like these, the orcs and all these characters of darkness, they tend to thrive when there's a big cover of darkness. And, And the people that can do that are people like Morgoth and Sauron and but without them, like Ungoliant's always going to be a badass, but she's not quite as cool if there's not one of these immortal beings that are around to project this dark magic and power throughout Middle Earth. So I would, what I was hoping for was that we would have like a hint at Sauron still around, and then we would see some of like, and you can even have the orcs that are like you we see in the Southlands. They're building strength, which is real, and then you have someone like Ungoliant, and then you have. Yeah, the big bad Balrog. And you have some others of these. You can start to get into even the original nine kings of men who at the time weren't looked at as evil, but they weren't really good people either. I mean, there's a reason that they were so easily corrupted by the ring. So it's one of those things where there's so many stories they could be telling under the the canopy of Sauron is coming back versus here's this. It's all about this revenge fantasy of getting to Sauron, who is not dead, right? Mm -hmm. And so it just, for me, I just feel like they have so much, they spent so much money. They have so much time. We know there's going to be multiple seasons because they invested way too much money for there not to be. So why jump right into the meat of that instead of saying, hey, here we go. There's a lot of other stuff. So may, and maybe they'll get there. That's why I don't have a lot because I'm I'm trying to not 100% take a dump on this show because visually stunning. This, I, the score was amazing. Yeah, music was amazing. The visuals were stunning, except some of the armor looked really terrible. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but, I mean, the CGI was amazing. It looked really good for the most part. It was nice to get some of it really intrigued me. They, like I said, the human and elf story in the Southlands, really cool. Kaza Doom with even Elrond, who is a character I'm not a huge fan of, but seeing Durin and Durin's dad, like I've always been intrigued by Kaza Doom and Durin. And the fact that Durin is like the Hobbit doesn't happen without Durin because mm-hmm. it's his kids and his cousins. And you know what I mean? That are, are on that journey. So it's just interesting to me. So what about you, Alec? (laughs) Yeah, I didn't really enjoy it either or at all, really. Um, Yeah, I mean, I think it would be really cool and make more sense. Like JJ was saying, if you have Sauron be the bad guy from the shadows, right? They kind of know he's out there. But if Galadriel is hunting him down, which she is, you think she would have found him by now considering mm-hmm. how much time she has. But if you had Gothmog, the Balrog pop up and you had Ungoliant or you had Shelob or you had something else that would distract you from finding Sauron. So by the time you got to this new lead you were chasing down, he's already been moved, right? He's gone. You see traces of him, but you can't find him. Um, Cause I have a hard time believe that they just kept going North 
and he's been chilling in the Southlands. Yeah. In Morgoth's old domain, which is Mordor. Like, yeah. that was the last place they looked, and they're just keep on going further and further north, and their solution is just keep going north. We'll find them. Yeah. It's like, really? And you're, you're supposed to be great at this? So, I mean, I, I really like the made-up characters, too. Uh, Halbrand? Dope. I hope he has a bigger part to play. Yeah. Um, and then I really, <laughs> I, I messaged JJ this. Yun Elrond <laughs> does not do it for me because the same guy who plays Yun Ned Stark. Yeah. Good for him, right? He knows what he's doing. But I can, every time he opened his mouth, all I heard was, I looked for you on the Trident. <laughs> yeah, I didn't have that problem because yeah. I. Don't... The blessing of uh... not seeing Game of Thrones. <laughs> yeah. Because I Although... saw it too. I was like, oh. I will run into that problem at some point because I am watching it now. Six. Season seven. Oh, six. Is it six? Actually, no, I won't. Because I won't even watch those because it's not worth it. That's fair. <laughs> That's fair. I mean, you got to watch. I don't know. There, There's a battle in season seven you got to watch because the drag. The first time you see the dragons in full-on battle is bitching, which mm. is in season seven. But anyway, that's neither. Or the Rings could bring in a dragon. That'd be awesome. I mean, they kind of did, they but it did. was going down at the end. I'm like, son of a bitch. Why? Yeah. I want... Anyway, because yeah. there are so many cool villains that they have, and I'm mm-hmm. worried because they're jumping straight to this ring crafting, which yep. JG and I were talking about. It's like a thousand years down the line when they finally get it done. Yeah, and it takes that long. Yeah, the, before yeah. Sauron gets his full power, we're like a thousand years away. Yeah, there's still a lot of shit that has to happen. Like, we're in the Southlands. There's no tower, so the towers have not been built. Oh, yet. so Southland originally... is Mordor. Yeah, yeah. So the Southlands are where Mordor's at. So we're missing a tower. Like we're missing three towers because there's technically three towers before the map was hard towers. because I know it was the same, but the names are different right now. And I was like, ah, oh, like yeah. I, I needed. I should have looked at it and then be like, oh yeah, I would have realized if I had seen that. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. Lindor is what? What does that get changed to in Lord of the Rings? That's the, a chocolate. You're talking about Linden. Linden. Sorry, Lindor. Lind, well, Linden, Utah. I mean, it, similar problem. But Linden is does that turn into Rivendell? Yes. That's what it looked like. Yes. Yeah, parts of it, but most of it, yes, is becomes Rivendell. Hmm. Okay. And the, the elves that get sent to the what do they call it? The far west or whatever, are they like being transfigured or like turning in the spirit? Or I don't I wasn't quite sure what was happening there. So they're basically being uh this one annoys me too so first of all valinor calls to the elves and the sea calls to the elves and what they talk about in the books is that the sea is calling to the elves they feel like it's time for them to leave middle earth and go home and during the second age very few of them did leave they mostly stayed which were in the second age and we're early in the second age so what happens is is they show basically they've added this element of banishment. Basically Gilgalad was like, I don't want her here. She's annoying. She's a threat to my reign. And so I'm going to send her and her army away. Well, it's a great honor to go back to Valinor. That was originally their home, but they usually do it on their own accord. It's, and there's constantly boats running from middle earth to Valinor throughout the second and third age when these elves decide to go but they never were sent and Galadriel was never even close to being sent back to Valinor by Gilgalad. She ruled as a queen of her own land under Gilgalad for the entire time Gilgalad was alive and on Middle-earth. There was never 
this weird issue that's one of the other things that i was like what the fuck is happening sorry for my language and then when she jumps off and swings the entire freaking sundering scene <laughs> are you kidding me anyway that's a whole nother element that well, that part was weird but up. like see a lot of these details i don't if it's funny because i don't know this lore as much of now if we like if we did like aragon or if we did something yeah. from brandon sanderson's like mistborn a part of this is just I know enough about Lord of the Rings, but I don't know like the deep lore, which for me, not knowing that I, I mean, the visuals, the music, the, I don't think I, I don't, didn't so much enjoy the revenge toward it was, I question if how valid that was, but I, I mean, I, I guess I like this a lot more than you guys did. Yeah. And I knew that that was going to be a possible issue. And I, I envy you to a certain degree that you don't know, because I'm sure this show is dope as hell. Because like so far, I'm like, I'm very intrigued. I'm like, okay, there's a lot. There's a lot of different storylines. And the one that I have the biggest question on is the Heartfoots, which seemed like the Hobbits or cousins. Cousins. Yeah, something like that. And then. I guess I should just ask it. Who the hell is the dude that came out of a fireball? <laughs> I'm going to let Alec go there. And then this will be our last point before we move on to the no, next show. We don't know. <laughs> We're worried. Or, yeah. JJ and I are, are thinking it might be Gandalf. No. Cause that's what I was thinking, but I don't. Yeah. yeah I, I, I looked up online, right. And I saw that some people thought maybe it was the blue wizards. But JJ cracked that hope for me because they are right. part of the Silmarillion and the Unfinished Tales, which we don't think the show has the right to. So it can't they be them. The right. It appears to be Gandalf because shows up with the Harfoots. Gandalf is known to have, you know, real close ties with the hobbits, the little people. There. That's what I was then thinking, too. he talks to the Fireflies, right? And the Fireflies, mm-hmm. Gandalf used to talk to bugs the all moss. the time. Yeah. The moss and stuff like that. And then you have even to the point where fire and Gandalf like used fire all the time when he was fighting. All the time. The only thing, and I I didn't mention this to JJ, I saved this part. <laughs> when he lands and he goes up, you see the eye of yeah. Sauron. So other people are saying, oh, it's Sauron. But that doesn't fit into the lore, which is another problem JJ had with it. Yeah. Well, but Sauron was already there. Like, why would Sauron yeah. come back in immediate? Like, that, that wouldn't make any sense. But he also had a human form. He did? Yeah. So the rings were all these rings of power, name of the show. The ones that the elves had, the nine, three for the elves, nine for the humans, and five for the dwarves. Seven. Seven for the dwarves. So all of those rings are forged by Celebrimbor. And, yeah. it, and it, the guy we meet. And it's in that, done. In, in that furnace scene, they're trying in the to forge yeah, that he's wanting to build with Elrond and the, and the dwarves. So the problem is, is those rings are developed, are he's basically tricked into building those by Sauron in human form because Sauron was a great metal worker. He also was a crafter and a builder. So he gets them, he gets Celebrimbor to build these rings because they trust him. They'll take them from him. He builds then as Sauron in the fires of Mount Doom, the ring, which he knows Mm -hmm. now how the other one was built because he's part of the, the other rings of power being built that he can use that one to control the others. Mm-hmm. So that's how they get built. So we've already seen Celebrimbor. So the only way that that is Sauron, because I thought that same thing too, the eye. I saw the eye in the fire. The only way that's him is if Celebrimbor had the idea for the forge himself, the stranger then goes on to talk to Celebrimbor in human form and convinces him to use that said 
thing the forge to build the rings if that's the case we have a long ass time because it takes them a long time to build the forge and even longer to build to d- build these rings to be successful with the rings so there's a lot there i'm with alec i think it's going to be gandalf because they're using every possible thing that they can to tie yeah. it to the original trilogy so i mean and i don't have a i would have a problem like fine cool like sure but the way I, I just don't like this weird like I, I guess it's looking it'll be fine that's the one part of the story so far <laughs> i'm just not as interested in at the moment because it's not as visually cool or straightforward or um but the one thing that i appreciated that i didn't you just didn't see a lot. You saw it in Lord of the Rings in the Hobbit too, and more so in the Hobbit. It's just the, the line, especially between in this one, human humans and elves and like the hatred and, and things. And I thought they'd really did a good job of kind of portraying that where like in the Hobbit, like dwarves obviously hated the elves, distrusted men to an extent. And uh, I've always appreciated that about Lord of the Rings that they've really been able to just the world building aspects um, to me at times are second to none. For sure. Yeah. And I like the Harfoots. I'm excited to see where that goes. I just wish the stranger wasn't there. Like I, I was intrigued again, characters that aren't part of it's all that stuff. That's well, you, like the, you like the little, yeah, yeah, Nori Nori cool, cool, the little prophecy guy with the crazy hair. Yeah. The, I mean, they're all the crazy hair, but true. Yeah. I liked it. All right. Well, we'll be back next week to talk more about the rings of power. Manson, tell everybody where they can find us real quick. Yeah, yeah. If you are liking what you're hearing, check us out on uh, What's Our Verdict Reviews, wherever good podcasts can be found, Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, wherever you want to listen to us. Check us out at whatsourverdict.com to see what's upcoming. Um, Check us out on TikTok. We got a lot of random fun videos, movie trivia, Tigers talking, roasting videos of co-hosts, you name it. and what's going on in our world? I mean, we've House of the Dragon, the Rings of Power. We've got She-Hulk going. Um, Andor is going to be starting up in a couple of weeks. And then we're sprinkling in some uh, some kind of older movies at this point since what's in theaters is not very good at the moment. <laughs> For sure. All right. Well, there it is. As always, we appreciate you tuning in. We'll catch you on the next one. Whoa. What? Some magic out.